Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 241 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And I'm still Barbara. Still? I'm still. That's not my still. name. It's still Barbara. Yes. Oh, still it Barbara. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Rather yes. than moving Barbara, you're just yeah. still Barbara. <laughs> I'm never still, actually. But it doesn't sound I mean, like it. Nope. Life would be slow. I'm not slow. I'm super fast. What's happening? So this is actually the first time we've recorded since, Whit not last Mix. weekend, but the weekend before. Yeah, the Whitmix Digital Forum. It was so good to be together again and recording at an event. And we had so many great conversations. Oh, amazing ones. I mean, we talked about training, ovens, fixful art solutions, name changes. I mean, we just cover the whole gambit of great conversations. There's one you totally geeked out on. My God. Yeah. One. Jesus, it was way over my head. Yeah, and then we had one with the ceramist that you Yay! geeked out on. True. That was true. over my head. So a little <laughs> give and take. <laughs> but honestly, we had some great conversations and we cannot wait to release them. So please stay tuned. A lot of good stuff coming. But we will mention that also they started taking reservations. Registration, that's right. We, but we will mention that they started taking registrations for one of our favorite shows of the year, and it always starts off a new year, and this year, 2023, the Vision 21 meeting in Vegas, January 19th to the 21st. This year, it is called Your RX for Success. I like that. I like that. Yeah, you see what they did there? The yeah, RX. That's... Yeah, that's pretty clever. <laughs> This is an amazing meeting. You know, it's for management and the business side of our industry. So you won't learn about porcelain techniques or denture processing, but you will learn about marketing, developing leaders, FDA updates, creating good culture, all that good stuff that happens off the bench. Yeah. So head over to NADL.org for a link to register. All right, I'm going to grab my dog so she doesn't whine. Hold on. What are you doing running away? Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. All right. Sorry about that. No worries. So this week, we have a great down-to-earth conversation with a lab out of California. I got to know Serena Tobin online, mostly by her posts and comments on all of our memes. She wanted to come on the podcast to tell her story along with the owner of the lab that she is currently at. But as we got ready to record... The owner of ProCraft Dental Lab couldn't connect. Technical difficulties. <laughs> but the next best thing happened, and his son, Dylan Sherbert, the next generation lab owner, was able to join. It actually worked out really well, and we had a great conversation. Serena talks about learning lab work in Mexico and being able to visually replicate what she saw. Taking that skill and following love Serena ends up running her own lab in California before ultimately ending up at ProCraft running the removable department. Dylan is your typical lab rat raised in a lab, falling in love with the profession and not being able to see themselves do anything else. They talk about the workflow, the training, some interesting marketing that they're doing, 
and moving more digital as the demand for it increases. So join us for a great conversation with Serena Tobin and Dylan Sherbert. You know, Barb, the holidays are just around the corner. I know, Elvis, don't remind me. We've got gifts, vacation, celebration, food, and God, it gets so expensive. Heck yeah, it's expensive extremely in this economy. Have you ever thought about turning in your alloy scrap from the lab? Well, I'll be. Who has scrap anymore? Everything is mostly zirconia these days, right? True. But just look on how high the price of precious metals are. Oh, yeah. Record highs. Off the charts. Of course, you are using less precious metals these days. But if you turn in half of what you sent in five years ago, you will get more now than you got five years ago. Half. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can, actually. That's amazing. Of course, this is all if you use a trusted reputable refining company. Well, I can say this, and I know this for sure, the only company I know that has been tested, trusted, and reputable for over a hundred years, a hundred years, is Colzer. They burn, melt, and assay all under one roof in their state-of-the-art refining facility in Wartburg, Tennessee. You know, they've actually doubled their production capacity to ensure that you get your payout within two weeks. That's quick. That's plenty of time to have your money before the holidays. I've got a question, though. How much of the value will we get? Well, the most of any company. Think about it. Their reimbursement to you is everything. Everything that you turn in, all they take is a 10% refining fee. Wow. There are zero additional fees. Colzer Refining will also send you a free container to ship it in, a prepaid fully insured UPS label, everything you need to get started. Just head over to mydental360.com forward slash refining or call our good friend, the Director of Precious Metal Refining, Tony Cercelli at... 914-906-1843. Well, I can tell you this. As soon as we're done, I'm going to ask somebody to collect all the vacuum bags, floor sweeps, miscasts, and spills from all over the lab so that we can get the best scrap return in the industry with Colzer Refining. Well, just because I know that you listen to the podcast, all you got to do is mention or note Voices from the Bench when you're turning in your scrap and Colzer Refining will add an additional 5% wow, that's a lot. to your value. Isn't that huge? Yeah. Just think of the gifts you could buy and send to us at the podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> and we appreciate your support of the podcast, Colzer Refining, that is always tested, trusted, and honest. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We always compliment each other. You know, we've done this so many times. And he always mispronounces names. So. Oh, yeah. Mine is even harder to pronounce. I don't blame him. I'm, I'm pretty good, you know. I mean, considering the first try, you didn't correct me. So. No. No, no. We'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Serena Tobin from California. How are you today? I'm doing so good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Barb from the other coast in Florida. You know it. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Sandwiched in the middle is me in Indiana. (laughs) Illinois. (laughs) Illinois. Same difference. (laughs) Serena, welcome to the podcast. Tell us, how did you get into dental technology? 
So basically my family, all of my family are either dental technicians or dentists. So they kind of forced me into it. (laughs) (laughs) So growing up, so both parents or your dad or your mom? No, my, all my uncles. Wow. Mm -hmm. So did you hang out in the lab growing up? Yeah, so it was funny because I started in high school, I started cleaning up my uncle's lab. And then I started just watching. I I have a photographic memory. So one day, one of his technicians wasn't there. And I told him I could help him. And he said, no, you're just a little girl. You don't, you don't know anything. So he gave me a WhatsApp and I surprised him. And then he hired me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you literally, when you say photographic memory, there's a lot between knowing what something looks like and being able to do it. How? So you had never waxed before? No. Oh, my God. That's awesome. But just by watching him, you're able to mimic that? Yeah, but I was watching him for two years. So I was watching for a long time. Okay. That makes a little more sense. Is this in California? No, that was back in Mexico. Mexico. Okay. What city in Mexico were you? It's Puebla, Mexico. Where the heck is that? It's two hours south to Mexico City. Okay. Mm-hmm. How big was the lab? It was pretty big. He had like 10 employees. Oh, that is a good size. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Only removable? No. It, over there, is, uh, <laughs> it's a mix of removable, crown and bridge, and a denturist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Is denturist legal in Mexico? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We spend so much time talking about Canada, you don't... Yeah, you know, consider the other end. (laughs) Yeah. So you were still in high school. So you sat down that day in high school, right? Correct me Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong. And he gave you a job the next day. So you just came on part time after school. Yes, I was going to school in the morning, coming to the lab to work at night. And the house that was connected to the lab. So we were spending a long time in the lab. Oh, yeah, I bet. So what'd you do? Just immediately fall in love with it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've i always wanted to do something in science. I love biochemistry and I'm going to school majoring in biochemistry, but that helped me to pay for my school basically. And it is doing the same thing right now. Wow. Is that what brought you to California was school? No, it was other, it was a boyfriend. Uh, oh. I could just tell by the tone in your voice that was a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I found a job here and I was pretty surprised that I had the qualifications to do the same work that I had over there. And I was a little bit more trained because I had knowledge and removables and a little bit of crown and bridge. And how to take impressions and all of that stuff. So everything you learned in Mexico pretty much translated to when you came up to the States. That's right. Did you notice anything was done differently or was it all pretty much the same? Um, There is more specialties here in the United States. And there is, okay. yeah, over there, dentists do a lot of extractions rather than like here, the oral surgeons have to do distractions and all that stuff. Oh, and dentists can do. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Like full mouth extractions. Okay. 
Yeah. Did you find the type of setup or the the shade of teeth different between the two countries? Was America all um, white? <laughs> <laughs> white and shiny and straight? It's just the technical language. It's a little bit different, way different. But um, the materials, we get Vita teeth over there. We get uh, Noble BioCare implants over there. Yeah. It, it's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So when you came up to the States and tried out at this lab, did they give you a working interview or? Yes, they did. They gave me a case, full upper, full lower, trying with teeth. And I finished it in, I think in 45 minutes. And they were pretty, they were pretty happy. So they hired me right away. I tell you, if somebody came in off the street that could do that in 45 minutes, uh, we'd hire you too. (laughs) (laughs) I hope Greg hears this uh, interview. (laughs) And says, damn, she's good. (laughs) So were you always just a removable technician or did you ever delve into ceramics or anything else, implants? No, I've always focused more on the removable side. And uh, not too long ago, I had the chance to do some CAD design and finish counts from start to finish, but I, I'm not pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said, you have a photographic memory, so I guarantee you if you did it a couple of times, but I think we just gravitate to what pleases us. And so I, I, I don't do any digital either. And I'm on the bench ceramist and that's what I love. Oh, that's, that's good. Yep. Yeah, so um, guys, I have Greg's son here, Dylan Schubert, joining us. Is that okay? Sure. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hello. Hey, it's going pretty good. <laughs> Greg's having a little bit of technical difficulty, so he asked me to jump on in here and talk to you guys. Fantastic. Sure. Your name was Dylan? Yes, yes, my name's Dylan. Dylan, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it. So are you the lab owner? Yes, me and my dad are in the lab. It's kind of a family business, been a family business for for quite a, quite a while now, I started working here when I was when I was really young, probably about thirteen, and I've uh, been here ever since, making teeth, making all the old ladies happy. Have you old ladies happy? <laughs> Have you ever done anything different in your life? No, I haven't, man. Born and bred in a dental lab. <laughs> So was I. Yeah, I swear I have porcelain running through my veins. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's shift a little bit, if you don't mind. But Dylan, sure. let's hear the story of the lab. What's the name of the lab? Did your dad start it? Yeah. So give us, a, give us a little rundown. Absolutely. So the name of the lab is Procraft Dental Laboratory. We're here in Southern California. So Greg started this lab when he was about 19 years old. 19? Yeah, back in 1979 is when, is when they, they first started started. So he was a big surfer, um, still is a big surfer. And I think he was spending a little too much time at the beach. And so my, my grandpa at the time actually said, Hey, I know this guy, Ed Shatar, we owns a dental lab and, and, you know, they, they make teeth. So why don't, you know, let's go tour his lab and, and see what you think. So, you know, he went down there at a uh, 19 years old, toured this lab. And at the time, the owner of the lab, Ed Shataro, told him, hey, if you go to this, you know, this dental technician trade school, I'll hire you. So he said, all right. So he went to, I forget what the name of the trade school was at the time, but he went to that trade school and then uh, went and worked for Ed for a number of years and then ultimately decided, hey, you know, I, I think I want to try to do this on my own. At that point, he had been with Ed for a few years and he had already uh, recruited one of his uh, one of his good friends that also worked there. And so the two of them broke off and uh, opened a dental lab. So how the heck did your grandpa find out about it? So my grandpa's an engineer. He worked on parts for the space shuttle, actually. 
And he worked with someone there uh, at the place that he was working. I forget the name of, of the company, but this Ed Shataro had broken off from that company years previous to open up his own dental lab. And so they were buddies. They were friends. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. And so, so he just, he knew of him and said, Hey, you know, my dad had always liked working with his hands. He'd always build models and always roll into that kind of stuff. So, you know, when my grandpa heard what Ed was doing, he said, Hey, you know, Greg probably would like to do that. Cause it's, you know, as you guys know, it's a lot of working with your hands. <laughs> yep. So two years in school, a couple years working with this guy, and then he opens up his own. Yep. That was it. And it, actually the garage of one of my grandpa's rental houses is where they first opened up their lab right oh, out of the garage. Yeah. That is so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. That's where my dad opened his uh, lab in uh, Detroit, Michigan in a garage. Yep. Same yeah. damn thing. That's awesome. <laughs> Obviously, it's not in a garage anymore. No, no. Now, <laughs> a couple labs later, um, he's uh, we're down here in Southern California in the in the building we're in now. He purchased this building when it was dirt, and then um, built out the all inside of it, and and uh, it's state of the art facility here, and and we're still here, and it's a great place to work. So you came aboard at 13, probably part-time weekends, you know, doing all the crap work that your dad gave you. And then when you graduated, so what, what are you doing now in the lab? But actually, where did you start in the lab? So I started doing model and die, yeah. um, like, like, like we all start, or most of us anyway, um, mm-hmm. just doing, doing regular stone models, pinned, pinned and cut models. Um, and I did that for a, basically all through high school. I'd come in, like you said, about part-time. Did about 30 models, 25 models a day, and then I uh, graduated. And then um, and then now I'm presently uh, managing the, the digital side of things, digital department. I wear a lot of hats here, like a lot, a lot of business owners. Yeah. You know? But yeah. mo- mostly I, fo- I focus on the digital department and, and, and you know, progressing the, the technology because it's, you know, it changes so quickly every day, you know. Yeah. Serena, when you were in Mexico, I, I, I'm not sure the years that you came over, but was digital a part of the lab down there? No, no. Not at all? Not at all. So when you came over to ProCraft, obviously they were already into it. Yes. How was that transition? Were you scared of it when you first saw it? Were you excited about it? No, I'm I'm super excited about learning new things, but I had a chance to to design crowns before I started working at ProCraft. Okay. But it was just one one mill and laptop designing. So it was pretty nice to see new equipment and a lot of mills and everything working uh, 100% all the time. And we always say, or Greg always tells us, if it doesn't look like the workers are working like like the in and out burgers <laughs> it's not it's not working <laughs> well because you're just sitting at a computer not moving around a lot or no no it's like it, it's a joke it's an inside joke basically we try to we try to pattern ourselves after uh after making everything as easy as possible yeah um, sure kind of like kind of like a like like in and out if you guys have ever seen how they how, how proficient they are in making hamburgers uh, so he always relates relates the production line to making it as easy and as simple as it could be. And I think digital definitely brings in that ease, um, and 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 definitely uh, helps us uh, streamline a lot of uh, a lot of what we do. Yeah. So Dylan, were you big on getting digital into ProCraft? You know, or was your dad already into it? We started. Man, let me see. Let me see here. The very first mill we got a lava mill, and we were just uh, milling out copings. Yeah. At that time. yeah. 
And, um, and we were using the, an old Envision Tech Pro Factory machine to also 3D print some of the metal copings, you know, to be casted. And Was that the big one that looks like a, a fish tank or a cotton candy machine? Yeah, yeah, it's big, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah we had that too. Wow. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great machine. It worked well for a lot of years. So that, that's how they started. $1,000 light bulb. <laughs> yeah, right. You got the stupid light bulb, man. I remember that thing always burning out and you always had to yeah. it's, it's clean. <laughs> so that was where we first started the digital work was uh, just the milling the zirconia copings and then we would uh, hand stack porcelain on that and then, um, you know, casting the metal copings from the for factory printed stuff. I think we all had that. Yeah. And then from that point forward, we went on to purchasing. Let me, let me see here. We went from the, we, we purchased the lava mill. And then we had origin mills. We had two of those, and those were we that's yeah. where we first started milling out our full contours or coney crowns was mm-hmm. with those origin mills. And we had those for for you know good, you know a good few years. And then um, you know those things were very robust. They weren't initially made for the dental industry, so they were they were giant you know big giant metal parts. And the small movements would you know the small movements of milling out a crown would always knock out the calibration frequently. So we were always messing with that. Interesting. Yeah. And so then we moved on from those to the rolling mills, the, um, you know, the, which are very common and very popular now. Oh yeah. So we use those and we have a true mill for metal is what we presently use for, for metal stuff. Oh wow. Has a lot of the, out of the rollins. How big is the lab now? Right now we're about 35 people here at Pro Oh Crab. wow. Um, you know, we're just happy to have had made it through COVID to be honest. That was rough yeah. for, I think a lot of dental labs out there, um, for a lot of people. And we're making our comeback, you know, in 2019, we were close to 50 and now we're, now we're about at 35. What are you doing? That's still metal nowadays. Are you doing like metal frames? Or are you still building porcelain? PFMs? Oh yeah, we still, we still do PFMs. Wow. You know, and, um, and we do gold crowns, obviously. Out in California, you do PFMs? Yeah, very few, but we probably do a couple a week, I bet. I haven't seen a PFM in years. I swear. I, I wish we had, I wish we didn't. I wish we, I really, <laughs> I wish we didn't make them, but we do. And <laughs> You know, we're a full service lab, so you know, we we it's on our lab slip and every now and then get circled. <laughs> yeah. Gotta take it off the lab yeah. slip. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice. And then your removable department, Serena, that's where you're at, obviously. Yeah. How big is that department? Like five technicians. Yeah. I yeah. bet you're cranking out work though. Oh yeah. All the time. What's your most common? Do you guys do a lot of economy dentures, premium dentures, over dentures? We do a lot of a lot of dentures, like, <laughs> but um, we're doing a lot of night guards also. Mm. Okay, Italian night guards are very famous. Really, after COVID, everybody is, has anxiety. So <laughs> <laughs> we're all grinding when we sleep yep. now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you guys do a lot of night guards, huh? What type of night guards do you make? We do talent. Uh, we do hard, soft, hard, soft, and NTIs. Mm-hmm. Any of them printing? We're working on that right now. We want to try and test as much as possible to, so it doesn't look like it's going to um, be hard for the patient and the doctors to transition from our normal night guards to the printed ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be hard to transfer them over a printed if your originals are so famous. I know. <laughs> but that's why, that's why we don't want it to, to be so um, 
drastic, the change. Sure. Do they look that much different if they're printed and, and conventional? They do. They do. The ones that I've seen do. Like when you say that, like what's the difference? Like what would the doctor see that would be different? They're more, the printed ones are more blurry. Hmm. Yeah. And they break very easily. They're, they're not, they're not there yet. Okay. I would gotcha. say. Yeah. I mean, I know that when you say printed like models, printed diagnostics, like, you know, they all look kind of similar, but I guess I can see. So it's the material, not necessarily the technology, but the material that they're making them out of that's not there yet. Yes, that's what it is. Because we print models all day long here. Yeah. And we use them to to do dentures and diagnose the wax apps and even for crowns, but the printed materials for dentures i don't think they're there yet okay yeah we we have to admit we hear that a lot to be honest with you yeah like everyone says they're nice for temporary Mm -hmm. sciences but they haven't replaced a human yet yeah gotcha i'm hoping they never will (laughs) (laughs) i hope so too yeah i'll get fired (laughs) <laughs> when you're doing removables on printed models are you having to dupe those printed models and then pour it up in stone because i hear that all the time yes we do it. We, yeah. we do some of them we don't have to like uh like night guards sack downs not yeah we we still can use it the printed model but for the most part we do have to isn't that kind of counter it's double the work yeah, what we're trying to get into here. seems like there should be a workaround for that. I think it's easier for the dentist because they don't have to take impressions, but not for us. We, we still yeah. have to redo. Well, who cares about us? I mean, right. it's, it's, it's more work. <laughs> yeah. Charge for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you talk about printed, so I don't know if we've asked this already, but are you guys going to dabble into the actual printed denture part of it or just stick with the with the immediates? Yeah, I mean, the ultimate goal is to is to start approaching that technology. Um, we've we've definitely messed around and looked at it. Uh, we just can't quite um, see it, you know, matching up to what you know Siri and, and her department can do um, just yet. But you know, I think there'll be there'll be something we can do with it here soon, whether it be a you know a more economic uh, option for a denture, possibly, or something along those lines. Yeah. What's popular like in California right now with you guys as doctors? Are you guys doing a lot of removable, more zirconia? Like what, what is your number one product in your head that you do most of? You know, it's hard to say. You know, we're, we're a national lab. Um, we actually focus more on doctors outside of California. What we found is that a lot of California doctors don't pay our price. Mm. You know, we're, we're pretty middle of the ground um, as far as pricing goes. Mm-hmm. So this was a decision made by Greg and my, and my uncle Scott years ago. Uh, Scott's head of sales here. You know, we weren't getting a good result. You know, guys didn't want to pay our price. And then we, you know, started advertising in places like Texas and in Florida. And um, and they, they were more willing. And so most of our clients are actually out of California. Oh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Do you think there's more DSO clients in California, which could be why? I don't know. You know, it could be. You know, it could be. Because I know a lot of our clients are DSO and they've got those contracted prices. And so we do the similar you know, where we go after the fee-for-service and the no-groups and definitely can command better prices, which we all know we deserve. 
Absolutely. I've seen it myself as it being a little price being a little more of a struggle here in California. I mean, you definitely have, you know, your local denture guys that always want to have a local lab for their, you know, same day turnaround repairs or relines or whatever. But generally, you know, they're all they're all pretty uh, pretty tough on the price. They all want that, you know, $90 all Z crown or, or zirconia crown. In four days and cheap. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the competition price going in, in that area right now? $90? Yeah, yeah. You know, we have, um, there's a couple labs around here that are down in that uh, that 90 wow. range. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, Greg, my, my dad's always said it's, it's a race to the bottom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. So what's your biggest state that you work with? Probably Texas. No kidding. Yeah. We, know. You know, we, they, they love us there in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have like a sales force that travels or do you do it all from, from California, all of your marketing? You know, uh, we do a lot of direct mail. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. And then we have uh, in-house salespeople that then would you know follow up on, on whatever the response is from that direct mail. But then we also pursue different internet options through social media and you know google ads and and things along those lines which is obviously working yeah you know everything has its uh everything has its role it all it all produces uh at some one rate or the other you know it's just some are better than others talk about your direct marketing what do you do what do you what do you market i mean obviously you can't market the 90 dollars crowns yeah yeah absolutely so our direct mail letter which was uh was the brainchild of my uncle scott and and my dad basically it's it's a letter about our zirconia crown which is we call all z Mm -hmm. and what it also offers is um, a free ipad so basically the what we run is if a doctor sends in, you know, $5,000 worth of work, then we'll send them a free iPad in return. Really? That's been what we've been using for, for a long time. And that, that, um, that, you know, some guys like it and some guys come in and they, and they, and they do it all in like three weeks and some guys take, you know, four months or whatever. But, um, a lot of guys take advantage of that offer and it's, uh, it's treated us really well over the years. Smart. So no matter how long it takes them to get to 5,000, once they get there, they get an iPad. Uh-huh. Yeah. So either if they want to, you know, do it real quick and then disappear forever, which some guys do. <laughs> I was going to say, that was going to be my next question. How yeah. often does that happen? It, it happens, you know. It's some, some, some try to trick the system and you got to kind of watch out for it. Like you'll get, you know, one office that has, um, you know, five doctors in it and they could, you know, pound out, you know, $5,000 worth of work in a week. And they yeah. just try to, you know, they, they come in and, and, you know, they'll send us, you know, like, like a flood and then we'll, you know, they'll send the iPad off and, and that's okay. You know, we've, we've worked out the budgeting on, you know, the, on our end. So we know, yeah. that, you know, we're not going negative sending them an iPad. So if they want to just send five and then not come back, well, whatever, take you know, it. whatever they want to do. Yeah, we'll take yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> that's an interesting idea. You don't hear this a lot with labs doing this. Yeah. And you you found quite a lot of success with it, huh? Yeah, you know, we definitely get get some calling, but it's yeah. not, it's not a cheap way of of doing things. It's 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 the Glidewell way. You know, Glidewell was um Jim Glidewell was the basically the first the first out the door with direct mail marketing yeah. back in the day. Sure. Um yeah. and he's the one that's turned that into a thing. You know, dental labs were were very uh geographical, you know, in your city and then, you know, Glidewell was one of those first guys to start sending out all those letters and so it's it's basically something we coined from him and, 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 and use after seeing him do it. And, you know, it, it works if you have the, the finances of, to, you know, get it done. So do you guys send out like a direct mailer, like weekly, every three weeks, every month? We do it monthly. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, we have geographical areas that we send it to. Obviously, we, you know, we don't send to the, you know, every dentist in the United States at once. It's grouped up and in, into groups and, and made, uh, you know, organized yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. A budget must be pretty large to hit Hell Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you definitely, you definitely pay for it, but you know, it's, uh, and we're always looking for a cheaper way. You know what I mean? And as so far, what well, that's the best that we've been able to come up with at least, you know, and, um, if it works, yeah, yeah, you know, I won't say it's the best thing ever, right? But I'll say that it uh, it's worked for as long as I've been around here. So I think it's a great idea. I don't know about iPads; they seem kind of expensive. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of cheap, you know. I'd be like, <laughs> free pen, you know, <laughs> a koozie, yeah. you know, yeah. something like that. But you mentioned social media, Serena. That's how I know you from social media. Yeah, are you yeah. utilizing? Serena social media for your accounts or do you have does Procraft have their own account? Yeah, Procraft has its own Instagram account. It's re- it's relatively new that particular account, um, but we do post on there frequently different, you know, yeah. pieces we're working on or whatever. And then uh, we have a Facebook that we also advertise on Facebook to, you know, different de- de- dentist groups that are on there. We're we're active on social media as of about a year. Yeah, I think everybody pretty much has to be at this point in the game. Yeah, it's kind of the way things are going. Yeah, get your name out there, get the products out there, get, you know, people like it, though. I was talking, I think it was Elvis, the other day we were talking to somebody and she was like, if I don't post on Instagram every, like, two or three days, man, they're, like, people just go bye-bye. Like, they constantly want to be stimulated with some sort of new information. Yeah, it's, you know, it's rewiring our brains to want that instant, constant gratification. Okay. So it's a lot of work to keep it moving, you know, keep the stuff, uh, you know, every day or, or we, I think we do twice a week is what we end up doing right now um, as far as posting goes. But, you know, if it's uh, it's cheap, you know, yeah. <laughs> a cheap way yeah. to advertise. So Big time. for sure. What about you, Serena? When did you start your social media? I think it, it was like three years ago. Yeah. But it was, a, it was just a personal account and. And then I started posting pictures and people were liking them and asking me how to do some some stuff like how did I like to do my dentures. Some technicians mm-hmm. like to do the upper first, some like to do the lower. And I kind of started doing videos and showing them how I make them. And mm-hmm. um, they told me to make a YouTube channel for it, but I, I'm, I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> the phrase is you're too busy you're too busy for I, I am Not I have yeah. I have three kids and and they're all in sports and practices every day and it's hard to keep up with social media like you said if you don't do they said you have to do 10 what is it called the stories yeah a day if you if you don't do that then people are starting following you and it's it's so hard to keep up 10 stories a day? That's what they said. That's like the... Who's they? And A day, yeah. There's and, always and a day. A day. Yeah. And, I don't um, like they. People start take, uh, taking pictures of their food, and sometimes I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and sharing what they're eating, and no. I take a picture of my dog 10 right? times, I yeah. guess. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. You have to get 10 stories, and you'll be famous. Wow. <laughs> now I want to know, uh, how do you do your setups? Upper first, lower first? I always follow, I always do two upper and two lower teeth. And then um, I continue to do the upper, finish the upper one. 
and then start from the last molar in. Wow. How did you learn that technique? Did you go to a course that taught you that or is that self-taught? I went to a lot of a lot of courses. I went to UCLA, Loma Linda, mm. uh, Vida, and I came up with that on, like, it's easier It's uh, for me. For me, yeah, yeah. When you say it's easier, why? Because every you've got like landmarks, or okay, yes, and and it's also I I follow the the upper basically because it's the most important one, and then from the last I start the lower on the last smaller to make mm-hmm. the everything nice, and on the, I have a little wiggle room in the anterior teeth because I like to not have the Colgate smile, but more yeah, like natural yeah. and. Yeah, so that's that's what I always every time I train a technician, I tell them do not send this tincture out unless you will put it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Just remember that it's someone's mother, someone's aunt, and it's a like we just had a meeting this morning. Dylan just reminded us of that. That every time we grab a case, it's uh, to look at the name because it's a person. Yeah, and it can be our sister-in-law, it can be our uncle. It's somebody's, it's a human. And whatever we do is going to make their life uh, better or mm-hmm. we can give them a really hard time smiling. And, and yeah. that is, that's nice to talk about when yeah. you're a technician. Because it's, it's the first thing we do. We smile or we hide our smile. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do you ever get to meet any denture patients at the lab to do custom shades or tweaking of a denture or anything? Uh, not recently, but I used to work at a, at a dentist office for two dentists, actually. Mm. And I will see the patients and they will sometimes they will hug me and then sometimes they'll bring me presents for the nice smile. Aww. And you yeah. rarely had those patients that were not happy with it, but it was it was really rare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice experience. Great when you get gifts. <laughs> <laughs> when were you at a, an office lab? Before Procraft? Yes. Yeah? Before, yes. Is that the first place you went when you came to the States? No. 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 I came to the United States in 2001. Okay. Yeah. So I worked to for a few labs, and then I opened my own in 2010. Oh. Yeah, in 2010. And that was just yourself in the garage? No, it was at a, I opened up a little, like an office space. Yeah. And um, I found out that I'm a better technician than a businesswoman. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a lot to admit that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, I I tell Greg, you can do the worry. I'll do what I do best. (laughs) And I, I love my work, my job. I do. I love what I do. And yeah. I think it shows on my work. It comes through when you're talking about it, too. I can feel it. Yep. Yeah. I get, I get pretty excited. Yeah. So do you get to train the other people at the lab? Yeah. Yes. 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 Do you run the removable department? Yes. Nice. Yes. So all those people work under you. So if somebody comes in off the street, how do you train somebody? Well, I always uh, give them an upper and a lower full denture half wax and half not and i just give it to them and i put wax on the wax spot and i give them a few tools and uh-huh. i just ask them to to mimic the other side and not worry about not knowing anything i just want to see how creative they are 
and then from there I can tell if they will they will be good at it or not. Well, that, that's what you did. <laughs> so you're talking like an upper and lower mm-hmm. on the whole like right side. It's finished. Yep. Set up, and then the left side is empty. And if somebody comes in that has no idea about dental lab work at all, you just say, give it your best shot. Yes. I love it. That's a great idea. That's kind of what she did. Remember, she just sat down and said, here, let me do it. Well, not everybody has that photographic memory. I mean, no, that's why I do half. (laughs) 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 And then the other half is up to them. Some are really good. Greg actually has another another technique. For the Crown and Bridge guys, he gives them a, a little square um, wax and he gives them a molar already finished in wax and to try to copy that as best as they can. That is so great. Yeah. And when people do this, you find any rock stars just kind of blossom that you're like, yes, that they had no idea they had it in them. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really amazing, actually. We, we do that crown waxing technique for any people we're, we're considering considering hiring, basically. Yeah. They come in and, and, they, and they carve that crown. And you can imagine some of them look pretty rough, but then every now and then one will come out and it'll, it'll be identical. And it's just, it'll be like some, you know, 19-year-old kid right out of high school. And they're like, is this good? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Well, sometimes you can tell immediately if somebody has skills and then sometimes you can tell a little bit of thought process and then sometimes you're just like, no, yeah. not happening. Yeah. Have you considered delivery driving? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to do it. And really, if you don't expect people to have any sort of experience when they try it. No, no absolutely. They Usually they don't. What's the market in that area? Are there a lot of people that are experienced or did most people that come into the lab no idea man everybody here for exception of a few like like siri most people here are are from are built from the ground up very rarely do we get someone that comes in with any kind of technical background in and being a dental technician our all of our team leaders here are all guys that have been here you know since they were you know 19 years old and and have worked and have learned and understood and now they run departments yeah, um, you know, so it's it's tough. It's tough to find qualified technicians from the street, at least here where we're at. That's yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I'm in Florida, and it's. I mean, we cannot find any, especially removable. Yeah. I think removable is the area that the the skill. Um, you know, the, those technicians are getting older, and you know, the younger ones aren't coming into the field, and so when you find somebody, just got to use them to train, which it sounds like you guys are. That's tough. It's tough everywhere. Tough part of the business, finding the talent you need. Yep. Once they've passed their initial test, we'll call it, and you hire them, what is the training protocol? Is it over the shoulder? Are there? It's very much an, an apprenticeship type training style. We do. okay. Uh, but then we also have some inner lab training videos that we that we've made that just go over standard procedure and terminology. And, you know, a lot, a lot of the basic stuff, we have some tests that they take o- over time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have, you know, standard time set up for completing different tasks. And then they just have, you know, they have a timer and they work to achieve whatever they're doing in the time that we have set for them. 
Um, and that, you know, and that accountability of, of the timer is really what we found keeps people moving in the right direction and keeps them improving on their speed. Um, and then, and then, you know, the majority of it's, like I said, just, you know, working with a, with a seasoned technician to learn the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. We still use the timer here as well. I agree with you. So if somebody could make a unit last 25 freaking minutes by just <laughs> messing around with it and being creative, I'm like, no, you should be able to do that in eight minutes. Here's a timer. And it's true. It does use it to mentally motivate people to move it because you want to make sure you hit the timer or beat the timer. Yeah. It's one of the best ways to keep technicians moving in our, in our, in my opinion, because it works wonders. All of a sudden, like you said, someone will spend, you know, 30 minutes on the crown and you give them a timer and they're cutting, you know, they cut their time in half in like three days. (laughs) Yes. And you benefit big time from it. Your business benefits and they benefit too. Yeah. It's not always that they're sandbagging. It's just, they don't, they don't have the, you know, whatever mental timer in their head to tell them, Hey, you should be going faster or, Yep. Or they don't they don't know what they can expect from themselves a lot of the time. Yeah, that's awesome. I haven't heard anybody say that in a long, long, long time. And we still use that as well. And it's, it's a great tool for sure. How much time do you give them to do a, a setup? It's 45 minutes for a full uh, arch. 45? Hmm. Yeah. Now, if we do that digitally, how much time are you going to give them? You know, we haven't done very many setups digitally. But I'd assume, you know, comparing it to like, you know, Crown and Bridge... You know, if you're doing a full upper, it's going to take you, you know, 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, probably. Yeah, digitally. Yeah. 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 But people that have been doing it a long time can do it faster than that. But I can see a lot of clicks and a lot of changes and a lot of stuff going into that design for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, coming from somebody that doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Barb's the expert at it. Yeah, yeah not <laughs> That is so my what's, ultimate goal to to design dentures digitally. That is your goal? Yes, all on four. All on four. You guys do it all on fours now? We do, but we so we do it in zirconia and I don't do those. Yep. I, the the ones in acrylic I do. Yeah. So you go chair side and do the conversions? We do. We do. But you don't. I do. Oh you do. Okay. Yeah. So that's one of the the services that we're offering now is uh, convert chair side conversions. Yeah. Do you do it direct or indirect? I don't know what that is. Oh, <laughs> do you pick up, do you pick up the parts in the mouth or do you pour up a model? No, it, the doctor does that. And we put it in the model and do it, we do it in there. I do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. How often are you at conversions? Probably like once or twice a month. Okay. So it's not completely taking up all of your time. No. No, it's a part of the business we're really working on right now, trying to pull in that, pull in that, uh, that, that, that business, you know, it's, um, yeah. it, you know, the industry, the industry's in a really weird place right now. And it's kind of like, like I said, it's a race to the bottom or you have, you know, the higher end boutique, boutique stuff. And a lot of the single molars are, you know, everyone has the same mills, everyone has the same therms, everyone has a lot of the same equipment now. And so really what it's coming down to is the specialty items, like the big implant stuff, the hybrid dentures or the all on fours. Yeah. And so we're trying to focus more on that. And, and we have Siri that, that can do those conversions. Then we also have one other, one other person here locally that, that can do those conversions for us as well. Hmm. And so it's a, uh, it's very exciting. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's hard to do because you take people off the bench to do it. Exactly. And and that's where so much of it 
is lost. Exactly. You'll do one conversion, but that person lost a whole day's worth of production. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I can only imagine, Siri, what you're banging out every day. I imagine it's a lot. It is, but it, it the day goes by super fast. So I, I really like it when it's busy rather than not having nothing yeah, to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what's ProCraft working on next? What's the exciting thing are you guys looking to get into? So we presently just bought, purchased a new metal mill. I believe it's called the Asus. Ooh, okay. And that should be coming in here, hopefully by the end of this month. Um, we're looking to get into, you know, possibly milling out the, the partial frames. Also bringing our titanium bar milling in-house. So oh, nice. Those titanium bars here instead of having to outsource those out. Yeah. So that's kind of where, you know, where, where, where we're going. You know, we're, we're working on some, some hybrid zirconia over titanium bars. Wow. And so though those have been, that's the, the tip of the spear right now as far as uh, you know, what we're trying to learn and, uh, and, and get better at. Do you guys do a lot of bar work? We do a lot now, but mostly with acrylic. You know, an acrylic high, acrylic all in four over over sure. titanium bar, but we haven't done very many of the zirconia over over titanium bar. We've done plenty of just solid zirconia, but we're just now trying to get into the into the doing you know doing the bars. Why is that? What is the appeal of doing zirconia over metal? Isn't zirconia kind of strong enough by itself? So it depends on the circumstance you're dealing with. If you have a very it also depends on what you know where the implants are placed. So if you have a very large sure. span, you know, lingually uh, on on you know if there's you know if there's not an implant you know placed you know very you know far enough lingually, then you'll have a very large hybrid zirconia you know bridge basically jetting out lingually. Where you have a you know if I think it's over five different if you have if it's over five teeth, mm-hmm. then you have a possible strength issue there where it could break, and we've seen some break. Mm-hmm. Um, so by implementing that, that titanium bar that goes over, you know, goes all the way back there, it, um, it allows for, for greater strength. So it's just, it's basically the ability to be more diverse in what patients we can treat depending on what bone loss they have, where the implants were placed, where the, you know, where, if they couldn't place an implant somewhere so we couldn't get, you know, the, the division of the implants, you know, well enough yeah. to provide yeah, yeah. the strength. And then what it also allows you to do is it allows you to save on weight because, you know, zirconia is heavy. If you, if you felt one of those, one of those hybrid, hybrid dentures, it's like, I can't imagine having, you know, two of those an upper and a lower. Yeah. I've always joked. People just sink to the bottom of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah head, head first. <laughs> and so you add in that titanium element, you take out so much of that zirconia and they are significantly lighter as well. Does it make the overlay of zirconia, does it make it easier to design and center that than it is like full art without the without no. the substructure or is it about the same? Yeah, it's easier to do it without the bar. It definitely is um, for us anyway. Well, titanium's not cheaper, is it? No, it's not cheaper. Well, actually, you know, it's actually probably more expensive to be honest. I mean, basically yeah. what, what we charge, you know, for a titanium bar um, that's going to be added on to the, you know, hybrid denture charge. I mean, we're not going to discount the hybrid denture just because it has a sure. bar in it, right? It's still the same amount of work. It's just a little bit less zirconia uh, on the inside, uh, you know, on the ridge. So it'll be it'll be a more expensive product than uh, than a hybrid denture would be. Yeah, but lighter, less chance of breakage. I mean, there's a lot of positives to it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and then you're going to be milling metal frameworks. 
Yeah, we want to do um, mill out our, you know, our, our PFMs we still do. Um, we want we want to stop casting those, hopefully, and then just put those right to a mill. And and you're going to do the copings out of titanium then? Yeah, we do them out of titanium or, or chrome is what we do yep. them out of, yeah. And what about you, Siri? What's next for you? I think, um, like I said, I want to move a little bit more into designing because uh, mm-hmm. I've been working since I was doing, been as a dental technician since I was 16 years old. So my hands are pretty, pretty much done. <laughs> <laughs> so that hand model career is just over, right? I, I, I think I still have like good 10 years in my hands, but I don't think more than that. <laughs> so if you go into designing, you're going to do the, the designing of the dentures and the all on fours? Yeah, that's what, that's what I want. That's awesome. what I want. So Dylan, how are you going to provide a resource for her to train, learn, and do it? We use three shape here in, in lab. Yep. We also have ExoCAD, which we may start, you know, trying to do a lot of the bigger stuff on ExoCAD. I hear that. Yeah, we've yep, so do I. We've heard the same thing, and so we're we're, we're buying into it. <laughs> we're <gonna check> it <laughs> but we have um, a, re- a reseller, basically. 3D BioCAD is the name of the company that yeah. sells us our, our our three shape. So they're man, they're a great resource for for training and for and for help. Whenever we need something, we can't figure something out. They have Donald over there who just does a fantastic job, and and he's basically our uh, our go to for any real difficult stuff we don't know how to do. Cool. So you're going to utilize them to kind of help Serena train up to start doing more designs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we also we also really try to get out to as many um you know different conferences or different you know sure. uh what you know whatever sympo- symposiums or whatever, whatever they call them. Um, try to get as much knowledge as we can. Um, yeah. so we're probably looking to send it or some of those when the, when the time's right. Yeah. Did you guys go to the LMT in uh, February, Chicago? No, we didn't. We, uh, we didn't. We missed it this year. But you normally go, you and your dad or you yeah, and your dad? Yeah, me, me and my dad usually go to the, there's, you know, the, the, the both of them. There's one here in California. Um, and there's oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We usually like to try to get out to those. It's a lot of fun. Go hang out with all the, you know, dental tech nerds. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> You know it. We're all yeah. very, very similar. That's for sure. Yeah. We're right there hanging out the nerds with you. <laughs> but I like to see that there is more women in uh, in the industry. Now, like before, when I used yeah. to go to like courses, it was just me, the only girl. <laughs> and now there is more. Yeah. There's definitely a, a big shift, I would say. And it's it's most welcome, honestly. Yeah. 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 I mean, sure. we, we end up talking to more female technicians on this podcast, and it's not because we want to. It's just, that's just where it goes. In all kinds of countries. Yeah, we've actually noticed, you know, like, for instance, we have our, um, our staining glaze. We've noticed that our female technicians always do a much better job at the staining glaze position than, than most men that we put there. I don't know why that is, but it's definitely oh, we're, out. we're just better. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard that there's larger percentage of men that are colorblind. Colorblind. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The the first lab I worked at, the two owners, both of them were colorblind. (laughs) My dad was. (laughs) Your dad is? Yeah, my dad is colorblind. That's why he never went into ceramics. He always specialized in the metal part of the business. And his partner, who was not colorblind, um, was the ceramist. Yeah. There you go. Maybe that's our answer. Funny you mention that. There's a reason that I stick in the digital department. <laughs> Are you colorblind? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> it, it was funny because one time I, I brought a, a really nice set of upper and lower dentures characterized and I told Dylan, look, I, I was so excited. He's like, uh, they look nice. <laughs> like, that's it? <laughs> He's like, I'm colorblind, Siri. <laughs> That's what oh. <laughs> well, and there I you go. See the definition. <laughs> I think we know why now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Thank, thank you. you for yeah. yeah. Serena, thank you so much for contacting us and uh, putting this on. And Dylan, thanks for jumping on kind of 10 minutes into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Sorry about that. Greg's having some technical difficulties. He's not here in the office, so he was. Uh... Yeah, we heard he's in Hawaii. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, we know he's at his yeah. house. In <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't feel bad for you. <laughs> but it's great stuff that you're all doing, and uh, yes. keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for sharing the story and some of your workflow. And thanks, man. thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for doing what you do. It's uh, it's great to see uh, you know, people educating and uh, and having some fun in the dental tech industry. Awesome, everybody. Well, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Whitmix is thrilled to announce their most recent addition to their milling product line. Introducing the DWX-53DC from DG Shape. This powerful mill satisfies your need for speed. Three reasons to consider this mill. One, it has three times the gripping power for PMMA. Two, it mills 30% faster. And three, the integrated webcam allows you to monitor a milling project from anywhere on any device. Head over to tinyurl.com slash mill. That's the word tiny, the letters U-R-L, dot com forward slash Whitmix, R-O-L-A-N-D, mill. Or head over to this episode's show notes for a link. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. A huge thanks to Serena and Dylan for coming on our podcast. We are so sorry that Greg couldn't connect, but since he was in Hawaii at the time, <laughs> I doubt that he minded it too much. But it is great to hear all about the success happening at ProCraft Dental Lab by putting the right people and the right leadership and having a good training in place for others to succeed. How about the idea of a free iPad? What do you think about that? I think that's pretty cool, huh, Elvis? I think it's pretty nice. I could use a free iPad. <laughs> it's a unique way to market and would be interested if any other labs are doing something similar. If you are, we would love to hear about it. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and we can talk to you and your lab on a future Pop Pass episode. Awesome, everybody. That's all we got for you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. doesn't whine when I'm holding her. I know. She loves her daddy.